beside him. It merged with his grief over Major Perone's death, Oscar's death, and his rage at the Heavenly Kingdom, the Martyrs, and every other group of assholes who'd helped turn his young life into a parade of nightmares. You absolute son of a bitch, you fucking coward! Manny didn't think, couldn't think. He pulled back his fist and swung as hard as he could for Roland's face. The chromed man didn't move, didn't even blink. Manny hit him right in the nose. He was softer than Manny would have guessed. It didn't feel any different from punching a normal human. Manny swung again and again until he felt something crack in his knuckles. He cried out from the pain and pulled back to nurse his wounded hand. For a few seconds, Manny forgot about the rest of the room. He closed his eyes and let his thoughts dissolve into an ocean of physical pain. The agony of his broken hand was almost soothing. It was better than thinking about Mr. Perron. It was better than thinking about Alejandro or Oscar. It was better than thinking about his soon-to-be-shattered home. Manny felt a hand on his shoulder. The sensation pulled him out of his spiraling thoughts. He looked up and saw Nanayazi. She smiled her sad smile and said, Manny, everyone here understands your pain. Not me, said Jim. I've never been a big fan, Austin. Too damn. Roland threw his empty pint glass at the other posthuman's face. It shattered on impact, embedding shards deep into Jim's cheeks and forehead. His head snapped back, and he blinked in shock a few times. Sorry, he said. I deserve that. And I deserved that, Roland said to Manny. No hard feelings. I get why you're pissed, but kid, you gotta understand something. Austin's home to you. To me, it's just another city, held by just another side. Half my remaining memories are of one cause or another asking me to go murder in their name. I'm fucking done with it. Manny looked to Major Clark. The SDF officer's eyes were lit by a familiar cold fire. He spoke in a tone of barely controlled anger. That is your right, of course. You can choose to leave just as I will choose to fight and die. I wonder what Manny will choose. Manny hadn't really settled on that himself. Before he could stumble through his response, Sasha spoke. I'll fight, she said. I don't know much about guns, but I'll do my best. Roland slumped back in his chair and tossed his arms up in a dramatic show of frustration. At two, Jesus girl. I'll fight, Manny said to Major Clark, doing his best to talk over Roland. I'll choose to fight too. This isn't going to work, you know, Roland said. I'm not going to be shamed into fighting again. It's just not going to fucking happen. Jim leaned in. He fixed Roland with a look that seemed almost hungry. I think it will happen. I think the peculiar arc of your moral compass won't let you leave these kids to die. He seemed surprised by the revelation. Huh. Fascinating. Enough of that, Donald Ferris sounded angry. I won't stand to see this man badgered and pressured into fighting against his will. We might as well dissolve the council for now and reconvene without Roland. Good, Roland stood up and stomped over to the exit. That's all you people need from me. I'm going to go get good and pissed and start my walk back to Arizona. He flipped his middle finger out at the room and slammed the door behind him as he left. All eyes turned to Manny. I should probably go talk to him. Don't do anything you're not comfortable doing, Emmanuel, Donald said. Fuck that, Jim said. The bastard's on the ropes. Shame him. Shame him good. As he headed for the exit, Manny looked to Major Clark. The old soldier's one good eye was narrow and focused. Manny, he said, if he didn't want to talk, he wouldn't have gone up to the bar. He'd have just left. There's no honor lost in another conversation.